everybody. Welcome back to another episode of On The Mix. I'm your host, Lindsay, and today this is kind of my, I guess, second installment of my music couples impromptu kind of series, if you will. I don't even know if it's going to be a series, but I just thought every so often I'll dive deep into really famous couples from music history. I think the most famous couple that I think I could think of at this point in time is Tommy Lee, the drummer of Motley Crue, who dated Pamela Anderson. I just think that story is so fascinating. I think it's really interesting. Like, the two of them together are such very fascinating creatures, and the two of them coming together is almost like a moth being drawn to a flame. Like, they couldn't help but just come together. So let's just jump right into it. So they first crossed paths at a club on New Year's Eve in 1994. Tommy Lee, he has a book called The Dirt. He actually has a couple of books. And in it, he talks about his story of how he met Pamela Anderson. So a lot of the quotes that I grabbed from Tommy's perspective are from his book. Tommy says about the meeting, quote, suddenly a waitress came over and said, Tommy, here's a shot of Goldschlager. It's for you from Pamela Anderson. She was wearing all white, Her hair was the most perfect shade of blonde I had ever seen. Her teeth practically glowed through her lips when she laughed, and she stood out so radiantly from everyone around her that it seemed like a beam of black light was shining on her from above. So he immediately saw something so angelic about her. And that's very fair because she is a model. She was very beautiful. So, of course, like, her beauty just stuck out to him so much that he almost was just instantly pulled into her aura and he couldn't not go and say hello to her. So he walked up to the table where she was sitting at with some of her friends. He introduced himself and Tommy sat right next to Pam and then according to him, quote, then I grabbed her face and just licked the side of it from chin to temple. She fucking laughed and without missing a beat, turned away and licked the face of the girl next to her. Everyone started passing licks around the table. Okay, this is really interesting because I don't know if any of you guys have seen the Hulu series, Pam and Tommy. I believe it's called Pam and Tommy. Starring Lily James. Is that the actress's name? And Sebastian Stan. Honestly, I think it's a really, really, really good dramatization of what happened. Seth Rogen's in that show as well, actually. It's a really good series. I know that Pam and Tommy themselves, they did not approve of this series to go through. But I remember watching a lot of this go down and like seeing their story and how they created it on the screen, like hearing Tommy say what happened and then like in my mind seeing it from the series is like so wild to me because it is exactly how it happened. So it's almost really interesting to see it uh, firsthand. I mean, I'm if you guys want to watch it, go for it. But otherwise, just kind of imagine it in your own mind. Like Tommy Lee sits down to Pamela Anderson and the first thing he does is Hi, I'm Tommy Lee. And then he licks her face. Like, yeah, of course. Of course that would happen. And Pamela just starts laughing like that's the best thing that could ever happen. Um, So that was their first meeting. Tommy then walked Pam to her friend's car, asked her for her phone number, and then kissed her goodnight like the gentleman that he is. Of course, they spent six weeks talking to each other on the telephone. Not on cell phones. This was the time of the landline. Okay, so... They would call each other on the telephone before Pam agreed to hang out with him and meet him. She liked him, but she wasn't really interested in, like, meeting up with him. Like, she would kind of play coy almost. So instead of a planned meeting with Tommy, she planned a meeting with him. She's like, fine, I'll meet you here. She instead 
went to a photo shoot in Cancun the following day. So she like stood him up. So Tommy was not pleased about this, uh, that they had a planned date and then she ends up going to Cancun instead. So Pamela ends up saying this. She says, quote, he found out I was at a photo shoot down there and he followed me down. The first thing he said to me was, I'm going to marry you. And I said, what? No one's ever said that to me in a first sentence. So yeah, see, I mean, this was very fast. It's almost like a rocket ship that just took off into orbit. It can only go up from here, but then it unfortunately has to crash land, right? So you'll see the tumultuous timeline of their relationship and how absolutely insane this whole story is. So he shows up to the Ritz-Carlton, which was the hotel that she was staying at, and he was stopped. Sir, you can't come in here. We have a dress code. And you can imagine Tommy Lee, the drummer of Motley Crue, how he would dress. He either dressed in barely anything or he dressed in like, I don't know, studs and leather and pinstripe and ripped jeans and Converse shoes or something, you know, like very hoity-toity Ritz-Carlton. And he's walking in there like he just came off of the runway for like Betsy Johnson or something. You know what I'm saying? So they were like, no, you can't come in here. Instead, they went to go hang out at a bar that night. Uh, He asked Pam to marry him just three days later. So he says in his book, quote, That night at a disco called Laboom, I took off my pinky ring, put it on her finger, and asked her to marry me. She said yes, hugged me, and stuck her tongue down my throat. Well, clearly... Clearly, they are so ravenous for each other. But what's funny was Pam didn't know like anything about Tommy Lee when they got married, when they got engaged, if you can even call it an engagement period. They literally got married in Cancun on a beach in less than 24 hours after getting quote unquote engaged. I remember after they got married and they were going back to LA, this was like in the show. And I also remember reading this from Pam's perspective and from Tommy's perspective in various interviews and in Tommy's book, The Dirt. So Pamela didn't know what her last name would be now. She's like, so what's our combined last name? And he says, Lee. And she's like, oh, really? Lee? Okay. And she's like, well, where are we living now? (laughs) And I believe he said Malibu drive. It was in Malibu. So she's like, she didn't know where he lived. She didn't know what his last name was. I'm surprised that I think she maybe or maybe not knew that he was the drummer of Motley Crue. She knew nothing, you know, like, and to be fair, I don't even know if he knew really a lot about Pam either. They just were so drawn to each other that they had to get married to each other without even knowing one another. I just think that's funny. Like, like, she gets married to Tommy Lee. She doesn't even know what his last name is. She doesn't know, like, You know, so where are we living now as a married couple? It's like in the show, they did it perfectly because it shows the awkwardness in the air of them like after the honeymoon or after the wedding and like they're driving in their limo in the backseat and Pam's like, so like, tell me all the tea. Like, what's our last name? Where are we living? Tell me everything, please, because I know nothing. (laughs) It's just really, really, really interesting. But they get married on a beach in Cancun in less than 24 hours after getting engaged. The ceremony was attended by only eight guests. It's really funny when you look at photos because like Pam is just like in a bathing suit and same with Tommy. He's just in a bathing suit, but like they're up there and there's like people giving them away. And I think it's really, really, really funny. Like she didn't wear a dress. He didn't wear a tux. Like it's very different actually from his last marriage with Heather Locklear where Heather Locklear was in a wedding dress and they did the proper thing and he was in a tux back then. So it's just extremely different how, I don't know, like the dynamic here between Pam and Tommy is very nonchalant. I mean, they couldn't really care. So I just think that's really interesting. And of course, it's very untoward because instead of buying rings for each other, 
the two of them had tattooed on their ring fingers. In the 90s, 1995, this would have been now. Yeah, I think that would be a little bit like, whoa, that's different. So following their wedding day, they moved into Tommy's Malibu Beach House. They then took a five-day houseboat trip to Lake Mead for their honeymoon. And it was here that the events that took place uh, would become immortalized on a tape. It becomes one of the most famous uh, sought-after sex tapes of all time. Tommy says, quote, we weren't trying to make a porno just to document our vacation. And Pam says the same thing. Pam was like, we weren't setting out to make any kind of sexually explicit content to put up on the internet at all. The internet and the World Wide Web was sort of coming into its infancy at this time. So they didn't even know that that was like a thing. But for it to be sold online and put up there online on the World Wide Web to be seen by millions of people, that was something that was very, very different for the time and something that could almost be considered revolutionary for the time. They film themselves at their honeymoon, having a grand old time. They come back home. Pam ends up getting pregnant. She doesn't tell anybody except for Tommy, but she ends up miscarrying their first child, very unfortunately. So, of course, they don't tell the world about this. Tommy said this to say about the whole ordeal. He said, quote, When Pamela collapsed and lost our first child due to a miscarriage, the paparazzi were so intent on getting photos, they kept cutting off the ambulance on the way to the hospital. I could deal with them trying to crash our parties, but trying to crash our ambulance was another story. The paparazzi were hounding them, trying to get any source of information they could. They were trying to get their pictures and make their money. And what better way to make a splash in the news than to get a grieving parent who had just miscarried their child on the way to the hospital in an ambulance, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, and capture that and put that as their headlines. Paparazzi are just so incredibly despicable. But to distract themselves a few months later from the sadness that befell them from their first miscarriage, Pam threw Tommy a giant birthday party in October. And soon after, Pam told Tommy that she was pregnant again. He says, quote, 10 days after my birthday, Pamela told me that she was four weeks pregnant. I couldn't have been any happier, dude, he wrote. So this is awesome. However, while that was a good thing, something else that would be like a looming shadow over them for probably what will be the rest of their lives and careers because people will not stop talking about it, happened. So later on that month, Pam and Tommy were robbed by their previous electrician who had been fired from a renovation project. His name, I'm probably going to butcher his name, so I apologize in advance, Rand Gauthier or Gautier. Again, I apologize for that mispronunciation. I no doubt butchered that one. But Rand, so he was an electrician and in the show he was played by Seth Rogen. Again, I just, I think the show was really, really, genuinely really good. Not gonna lie. So he told Rolling Stone that he was looking to get revenge on Tommy because it's been shown that he was just trying to renovate the couple's house, that maybe Tommy Lee was changing things up all the time and he wasn't sticking to what he wanted the electricians to do and he was making things really hard on them. He wasn't getting paid very well, so he was a disgruntled worker. This literally, though, gives him no excuse to do what he does next. This is just kind of the setup for the whole situation. He was a disgruntled worker. So he was looking to get revenge on Tommy 
And he planned this whole entire elaborate thing where he ended up in the dead of night stealing a safe from their garage, which Rand believed to had contained some of Tommy's guns and Pam's jewelry. So he didn't know, of course, who would know about this tape. The only people that knew about this tape, this sex tape, was Tommy and Pam. So once he opened the safe, somehow miraculously, um, he opened it and he saw that there were some tapes in there. So when he was able to play it on his TV, you know, he noticed that he had something in there that could possibly make him even more potentially wealthy than just pawning off some of their jewelry and their guns. And the crazy thing about this story too, Tommy didn't even know that his safe was gone until two months after the burglary. It's almost like, well, how would they even know or even think that their safe could be stolen? I, it, it's a massive safe too. It's not like, it's not like a really small safe that you think, like a really small one. It was a big safe too. So he really had to get in there and try to somehow ma- manage to steal the safe on his own because he had no help. But then again, like these are people that we're talking about here and their lives were obliterated. Their lives were ruined forever, especially the treatment that Pam received. Pam got a lot of it and that's due to sexism and misogyny. God forbid that a woman, you know, do what she wants to do, especially with her husband and how dare she have fun, right? And of course, because Pam was seen as a worldwide sex symbol already due to her being in Baywatch and her being a part of the Playboy Mansion, it of course almost gave people the checkpoint, like the green light, to make fun of Pamela even more when she was trying her hardest to be a very serious actress. You know, I mean, did she make movies that were long-lasting? No. But she tried. She tried her best to be like a serious actress. Like, that's what she wanted to be. She wanted to be taken seriously. And for her, this demeaned her so badly to the point where she couldn't be seen as a person anymore. She was almost seen as someone's plaything, you know? And how she was treated during this whole ordeal and even how she's still treated now is really despicable. Of course, Tommy got black as well. But I think for him, it's different. I think just due to the fact that Pam who she is and the fact that she's a woman it was just she got more of the flag for it and that's unfortunate because she was pregnant with their first son at this point in time too so she had all this stress to deal with um i mean who the hell wants to go to court and you know have to be ridiculed by her peers and her lawyers and all these uptight men in suits that are questioning her over and over and over again about why she did the sex tape in the first place and all these things like bringing things into question for her character very unfortunate that this ended up happening to pam and tommy following the theft of their personal tapes they attempted to stop its distribution with a lawsuit against penthouse publisher bob guccioni and i hope i said that correctly guccioni in april 1996 who was in possession of the tape at the time So like I said, Rand, he had the tape, he sold it for wider distribution to this guy who could then sell it even more. They weren't even putting it on the World Wide Web at this point. They were literally just making copies of this tape, um, physical copies, and they were selling this tape physically. And of course, it got out that way. And then it gets even bigger. So this is just the physical tape portion of this. A lawsuit filed in Superior Court asks a judge to stop Bob from selling the tape Pam and Tommy were. They were seeking out $10 million in damages. The lawsuit says that Penthouse acknowledges having the tape, 
the two sides agreed to settle the suit through binding arbitration. And a spokesperson for Pam and Tommy said that they were prohibited from discussing the settlement, but Tommy spoke out about it on an online website called WebNoise at the time. He says, quote, It's fucking unbelievable. These fuckers are profiting from my privacy, profiting on personal shit stolen from my home, stolen from a safe the size of a fucking refrigerator. We're being normal, happily married kids. I have to wonder what it would be like if the judge was in my position. Things would be different. The guys selling this, I hope those cold-blooded fuckers die. You can print that. He was very upset. He was very angry that this was all happening. Pam was too, but Pam was more so just upset. She was emotional. She was upset in her own kind of ways, but Tommy was more aggressively forward about his visceral hatred about this. Throughout all of this, like I said, she was pregnant with their first son and they welcomed their first son, Brandon, on May the 6th, 1996. So everything went smoothly without a hitch. So thank God that, you know, Pam during all of this, even though she was very stressed, she gave birth to a healthy son. So that's awesome. I'm very happy for them. Pam ended up filing for divorce from Tommy in November of that year, 96. However, the filing was later dropped after the couple got back together. So this would be the first of many times where they would break up, but get together on and off hot and cold all the freaking time to the point where people now want them to get back together. But I'll talk more about that at the end there. Two weeks after filing these divorce papers, they reconciled and she moved back in with him. So everything is coming up mailhouse, right? She's back with her husband and standing by him through his alcohol abuse, said Pam's publicist at the time. So yeah, of course, Tommy Lee, he did so much drugs, like practically all of them. And he's very open about this now. He did a lot of drugs and he drank a lot heavily. So he was going through a lot of turmoil at this time. And he coped with everything that was happening with these lawsuits with drinking. And of course, that wasn't the best thing for him to do. This exacerbated his already worsening alcoholism disorder here, because alcoholism is a disorder. Addiction is a disorder. Uh, Tommy also released a statement at this time per the Washington Post, which read, quote, All the ridiculous speculations on our marriage are false. I'm in recovery for alcohol abuse, and my wife is supporting me through a very tough time. So things seem to be kind of quiet. After the settlement from the first lawsuit happened, you know, we're trying to go about their life. Pam ends up getting pregnant. And in the spring of 1997, they were expecting their second son. So everything seemed to be okay. Like, you know, she was helping Tommy go through his addiction. She was pregnant. You know, they were together. They were working on things together as a couple. So things seemed to be going in a somewhat good direction until the end of 1997. Pam and Tommy filed a second lawsuit against the entertainment group for posting their sex tape on the internet in December. The group is called Internet Entertainment. The man who owns that group. He's 24 years old. He was at the time. His name is Seth Roshasky. I think I totally said that wrong again. And his attorney, his name is Stephen. So his attorney argued to Los Angeles Superior Court Judge David Yaff that the Lees had waived their right to privacy by talking about it in detail on the Howard Stern show, apparently. So the fact that, oh, well, Pam and Tommy are talking about it, Surely they waived their right to privacy, so therefore we have the right now to post the sex tape on the World Wide Web. 
So this is where I'm talking about now. This 24-year-old guy, Seth, was already running this kind of thing. I don't even know what you call it technically, but it's like an online webcam chat. It's like it was set up in like a, a massive like warehouse type situation. It was like a business. This guy is almost as like a Mark Zuckerberg type person, like where he's like the CEO of this company and he thinks he's a big hot shot. And then this tape lands into his lap and he sees this as an opportunity to have the rights to this tape. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to sell this tape on the World Wide Web. So it went from just being a physical thing where physical copies of this tape were being made and sold to now online distribution to where everyone in the entire world in a matter of a button click can see it. So that was a massive deal to Pam and Tommy. Stephen, his attorney, said, quote, Our clients did not steal it. Our clients purchased a copy of the tape from a producer in Hollywood. I've heard from many sources that copies have been circulating in Los Angeles for purchase. And that is true. But at the same time, since that lawsuit had already ended from the previous one, I would imagine that by people buying this tape yet again, that they'd be perpetuating or they'd be breaking something that would be in regards to their first lawsuit. I'm not sure how that works out. But regardless... This founder, Seth, he has the tape and he was going to put it out there. And of course, Pam and Tommy were adamant that this does not get out there. You know, they, they're they trying to move on from it. They unfortunately had to settle their first lawsuit, even though they did not want to. It was like a losing battle for them. So the fact that now this would have to be distributed on the World Wide Web, they were almost backed into a corner between a rock and a hard place. Within a few months, the tape was all over the internet and Seth made a deal to sell the tape in video stores. Pam and Tommy had to kind of like put their hands up and they had to say, there's nothing that we can do about it. They tried their hardest, but this Seth guy was so wormy. He was so slimy. He was so snake-like. He shafted them. He gave them a really, really, really bad go of it. Um, He was pretty savvy with how he was going about this. And he had a, a good lawyer and his lawyer, Stephen. Unfortunately, Due to the fact that Pam was also pregnant for a second time and they were so done with this whole situation, but they still wanted to protect themselves. They were just really in a bad place. They didn't know what to do. So Tommy wrote this in his book. He says, quote, Our lawyers and managers advised us that the best way to minimize the damages was to sign a contract saying that since the company had us by the balls, we would reluctantly allow a one-time webcast so long as they didn't sell, copy, trade, or rebroadcast it. We thought we had won. Hardly anyone would see the video on the internet and we could recover the tape and start over, end quote. There was like a, um, a static website. There was a button where you'd pay for it. You'd send in your address. They'd mail you a tape and you'd get the tape in the mail. That's how it was done and in the first lawsuit, but now it's the World Wide Web now where people can literally just play it for free uh, with one button click. And so unfortunately now, you know, Pam and Tommy were not aware of the, of the effects that the internet could do in terms of how severely damaging this would be in the long run, because it wasn't, it wouldn't only be contained to like a a localized group of people that would maybe buy the tape and like only have the tape that way. But now that it's on the World Wide Web, this is a more massive problem. They just weren't aware of the effects of this at the time, of course, because, again, the internet was sort of kind of in its infancy in that regard. They had nothing else to do. They couldn't do anything aside from just letting it happen. 
Pam said at the time, quote, I was seven months pregnant with Dylan and thinking it was affecting the pregnancy with the stress and said, I'm not going to court anymore. I'm not being deposed anymore by these horny, weird lawyer men. I don't want to talk about my vagina anymore or my public sex anything. And I think she has the right to do that. Her and Tommy have the absolute right to do that. You know, so they didn't have to go to court if they didn't want to. It's unfortunate that they were so tired that they couldn't fight this anymore because I believe maybe with time they could have won this. She also noted that not only had she never seen the video, but she didn't make $1 from its distribution. But the couple's second son, Dylan, was born December 1997. The following year, February 24th, Tommy was arrested and charged with felony spousal abuse and child abuse. He pled no contest to the matter in April of 1998. So now all the lawsuits have kind of like settled and now their sex tape is out there and you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but that is kind of the end of that era there. And they're just trying to move forward with their life as a family. You know, they have two sons now. Uh, Tommy is still dealing with his alcoholism. She's trying to be a mom and she's trying to, you know, be taken seriously as an actress. And this is a situation, it's almost, it's like a he said, she said kind of thing. Like you either believe him or you believe her. But Pam said this of Tommy. She said, quote, I was working, always working. And we had two beautiful kids. So I was busy with them. And I think Tommy went through a little bit of postpartum. There was a terrible night when Tommy was just rocking on the floor. Brandon was crying in the playpen and I was holding Dylan, but Tommy was going, I want my wife back. I want my wife back. At that point, I didn't know what to do. And I just said, I need some fucking help around here. I said, you got to grow up. It's not about you anymore. And I had never spoken that way to him before. I didn't recognize him. He went black. And then I started hyperventilating, scared. Brandon was shaking and screaming and holding my leg. So I called 911. The official statement by the police said that, quote, the injuries were noted on Pamela's right hand, a broken fingernail, and also bleeding to the hand. The medical team also noticed that she had redness to her lower back area. Deputies offered her medical treatment, but she declined. So this was not looking good for Tommy. Again, he was charged with spousal abuse and child abuse. Um, so everyone was kind of out against Tommy Lee. And of course, Pamela had these injuries to herself to kind of prove that, hey, Tommy did this. Tommy would later write, quote, I couldn't understand why Pamela had followed through with pressing charges. She was probably scared and thought I was some crazy, violent monster. She probably thought she was doing the right thing for the kids. And she probably wanted an easy way out of a difficult situation. As much as I loved Pamela, she had a problem dealing with things, end quote. So Tommy was released on half a million dollars bail, but he was prohibited from telephoning or going near his house. He says that he never hit Pam. He says grabbing a woman and shaking a woman is not cool either, but that's what was done, end quote. So again, it's like, do you believe Tommy that he didn't hit Pam, that he didn't commit spousal abuse, or do you believe Pamela and that she was the victim here? Tommy had further stated in the interview that he had a lot of pressure going on from quote, the whole argument stemmed from that evening is me wanting some love, end quote. So he thinks that again, like he was being put at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to, oh, well, all of these things are happening and these are all the bad things that are happening. And now where am I in the picture and all of this, right? So he feels like he's being lonely. He feels like he's being left out of Pam's life for some reason. 
that he wasn't getting all the attention anymore, but... I mean, come on, dude, like, you have two kids with this woman, and she's looking after your children, you know what I mean? Like, and she's going through all of that as well. It's not just you that's going through that, too. It's, it's her that's going through that, too. So instead of trying to come at her, being a bit of a dickhead about it, you know, come together with her and support her. So that's just what I gotta say about that. <laughs> but uh, he was sentenced to jail for six months over charges of the spousal abuse case on May 20th, 1998. He was also sentenced to three years probation in order to stay at least 100 yards away from Pam. Pam, though, she made a plea through her lawyer asking that Tommy receive counseling and probation instead of jail time, which is nice. You know, that that's nice that she was trying to look out for him and be like, listen, does he have to go to jail? Can he at least just do counseling and probation? Like, he needs help. So at least she was trying to, like, do right by him, um, but he did serve jail time. And he did go to counseling as well. And he did do probation. So he did do all of that. Pam filed for divorce for the second time on February the 26th, 1998, citing irreconcilable differences. He sought to restore her maiden name, Anderson, and obtain full custody of their two children. So meaning, of course, through the divorce, she could no longer call herself Pamela Lee, right? That she was Pamela Anderson and that he wanted full custody of their kids. Finally, it wasn't just a divorce and then, oh no, I'm going to get back together. They divorced. Finally, so now they are separated. Pamela then talked about her divorce with Tommy saying, quote, I tried to end the marriage and he didn't want to. I have all his letters from him from jail. He really fought for us to stay together. I had to halt the divorce because he wouldn't sign the papers. He thought we could get through it. I just took my kids and I was like, no, it wasn't a gray area for me. It was like, you can't do that, end quote. So after some time, Pam and Tommy kind of settles. They were living okay as like a separated but somewhat joint family due to the fact that he was getting better with his addictions. He was in recovery. He was going through counseling. So I think jail time actually helped him. And I heard that sometimes that can be the case that someone who has a really bad addiction that when they sober up in jail that they stick to their sobriety a bit more then probably they would have in another kind of way if they went about sobriety in a different way. Because, of course, going to jail is a very sobering, very serious thing. Tommy had made some good results due to his court-ordered anger management classes. And Pamela opened up about all of this in December of 1998. She says, quote, It's not all roses or anything because there's a lot of pain that Tommy and I need to resolve. But seeing my two little boys so happy and playing with their daddy, it's just beautiful to have our family back together. So yet again, of course, they're divorced, but they're trying to be there for one another amidst their children, right? It, it couldn't end here, could it? No, of course not. This is where, yet again, they go on and off, on and off, on and off. So by 1999, the following year, they apparently shared a kiss at the World Music Awards in Monte Carlo where Pam was presenting. Okay, so now this sparked rumors of like, oh, could they be back together again? They then made news when they were spotted at the 1999 MTV Video Music Awards walking the red carpet together. So now people were like, oh my god, Pam and Tommy, they're back together. This is crazy. But by the summer of the following year, 2000, they split once more. So hey, they gave it a good old college try (laughs) yet again. Pamela ends up dating around. She ends up dating... Oh, God, another name that I really cannot pronounce here. Swedish model Marcus Schreckenberg. I actually think I said that correctly, so I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. 
Pam and Marcus would later get engaged, actually, but would ultimately call it quits in 2001. Tommy, as well, had his own string of women that he would go through. I know that Naomi Campbell was one of them. Pink, the singer Pink, was one of them. Those are, like, other stories I could get into. When I heard about Pink and Tommy Lee, I was like, that's weird, but I can kind of see it because Pink's, you know, she's a bit rock and roll and he's also the same. I also see Pink as a bit of, like, a very alpha male type of female. And for Tommy, he's very, like, kind of alpha male as well. But, of course, it was a fling, right? So that makes a whole lot of sense that they didn't last. But they, of course, had to go one more round on the merry-go-round Pam and Tommy because it didn't just end there. By June 2008, Tommy confirmed that he and Pam were giving their relationship another chance. So they're really trying here. Like, throughout the years, they just keep getting drawn to one another. It's like they always will love each other. They always have each other's backs and support. I mean, hell, they have gone through so much together. And they're almost like trauma bonded together. Because the trauma that they endured through the whole leaking of the sex tape and their lives being put out there like that. Like, they're almost bonded together amidst this trauma. Um, But also, as a couple, they just endured a lot. Like, their relationship was just passion, 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 and zest, and craziness right from the get-go. It went from zero to 100 so quick, and them getting married within practically six weeks of them even knowing one another. Like, so, it's really mind-boggling to me, you know? But hey, And then they had two children together. They tried to make it last. I think I can applaud them for trying because they at least knew that they saw something in each other of like, you know what? We just keep getting drawn to each other. There must be something about this. So let's just see what we can come up with together. Let's see if we can make this work. We're a little bit older now. You know, Tommy was sober at this point now. So let's see if things can get back together. And it just, I think it was a cult of personalities. They were the same, but they were also kind of different fundamentally. Like, Tommy was not the same Tommy that that she knew in 1994. She was not the same Pamela that he knew from 1994 when they first met in that New Year's Eve party. So, fair enough. You know, they were different people, but they tried. They gave it a good old college try, but you know, it, uh, it, I, I just don't think it was meant to be. I think, I think Tommy understood that, and he has moved on. He's currently married to this comedian. Her name is Brittany Furlan. But um, he seems happily married with Brittany. So I think the two of them seem to fit well together. Like, they're both, like, really fucked up people. I say that in the nicest way possible. Like, mentally, they're just a little bit crazy. And I think they just fit well together, him and his wife, current wife, Brittany. Pam herself, she has gone through a couple of men since Tommy. And, of course, since her last engagement with that Swedish model, Marcus Schreckenberg. The last known person that I saw Pam with was her bodyguard that she actually got married to, but then she got divorced from. And I believe that was around 2020 to 2021, so a few years ago. So as far as I'm aware, she's not seeing anybody or she's not at least engaged to anybody, but she she was with a couple of guys for a couple of years. And I think, in my humble opinion, she should just stay single and be okay by herself and just do her thing and be happy with her children and when the right guy comes along then the right guy comes along for her but she needs to definitely stay single and know who she is it seems like pam definitely though loves tommy and she'll never get over tommy she said in an interview in 2015 to people magazine she said that there was tommy and then there was nobody else he was the love of my life 
She also addressed their relationship status, saying, quote, There's a connection there that will always be. We're good friends. We're getting better at co-parenting our kids. He's such a supporter of mine, and I'm really happy we're on such great terms. So that's how it kind of ends for Pam and Tommy. I mean, they do co-parent together. We do occasionally see them together at some events, not always, but with some events there. I don't know if we'll ever see Pam and Tommy again, but can you imagine like Pam and Tommy getting together? I'm not sure how old they they both are respectively. I think Pam is in her 50s and I believe Tommy is either in his 50s or 60s as well. So can you imagine them getting together in like their 70s or something and them living out to old age? That'd be hilarious. You never know what could happen. The world is very crazy. Whew, that was a lot of information and I hope I, I really put that together cohesively because there was so much. Like the whole situation with the lawsuits was, was really is something that I could have dove deeper into, but I kind of just wanted to give you an overall picture of their relationship together. And that's just one major bullet point in their relationship. I hope that you guys enjoyed and that you learned something today that you hadn't known about before. Thank you very much for listening. I will just say this. If you are on Instagram or on threads, the podcast is on there under On The Mix Podcast. Feel free to follow me on there. We have discussions occasionally on threads. It's like Twitter. It's the new Twitter. But also, if you want to keep up to date with what's going on on the podcast, follow me there. On the occasion, I'll do polls where I pull you guys on what topics you want me to talk about next. So if you want to be a part of that, then follow on threads or Instagram. And that is essentially that. Um, Thank you guys so much. And I will see you guys next Wednesday with another episode of On The Mix. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, guys.